I was like, did you see that senior plot hound I sent you? And he's like, yeah, you always send me dogs, but like, then you like never put it in an application or anything. And I was like, you mean to tell me I had the go ahead to get a second dog <laughs> this whole time? <laughs> With a Dog Podcast, a podcast for the modern dog parent. I'm your host, Carly, and every Wednesday I bring on pet professionals or some fellow dog parents, and we laugh, learn, and commiserate about everything from the confusing vet visits to dog park etiquette to the 2 a.m. potty breaks. Essentially, life with a dog. Hello, people with a dog. We have a two part episode coming at you. So today is part one, next week is part two. Before we get into the details of what we're talking about today, right off the bat, let's get through some announcements. It is Adopt a Senior Pet Month, and you guys know I am so passionate about supporting our senior dogs. So if you leave a review or rating of the podcast by November 30th, then there will be a $10 donation made to Old Dog Haven, which is a Seattle-based senior dog rescue They do amazing work. I've interviewed them. I've worked with them before. I'm really happy to support them. So big thank you to those who have already done a review or rating. It is much appreciated by me and those at Old Dog Haven. If you have listened to an episode or two and have not rated yet, now is your chance. Go tap five stars and you'll be helping a senior dog. Next is a little life with a dog update from me. Um, last week I told you guys that my dogs were like all over the place and stressing me out. It seems like that was just a fluke. Thankfully, Albie has not humped Lupin again. Um, I think he got the picture when I kept like redirecting him. Um, and I also, I've been working on making sure that he's has more enrichment during his day now that it's kind of colder weather. And I think he isn't getting as much enjoyment out of his walks. He also has not marked in the house again that I know of, at least. And I do believe it was just because he didn't want to go outside in the cold. He is a southern dog through and through. And I'm also happy to report that Lupin is doing well with his sleeping downstairs. We're still in transition, but he's doing okay with it. And I'm I'm doing okay with it as well. <laughs> Emotionally, not having him up there on the bed with me every night. So that's a little update on the dogs. Thank you for everyone who messaged me wondering how they were getting on. Um, so the dogs are doing great. Honestly, I am not. Um, <laughs> guys, this week has been rough. I don't know if it's like a hormone thing or maybe that seasonal depression kicking in, but I was all up in my head with really negative self-talk and and really, really comparing myself, my podcast, my Instagram to other people's out there. And it was just, I don't know, it was really hard. Um, I feel like I'm kind of coming out of it now by just ignoring social media a bit, doing some self-care. And I'm not saying all of this so you all like feel bad for me or flood me with uplifting messages, though feel free. Uh, I'm just, I just wanted to get it out there because one, I love you guys and I want to be honest with my life updates. 
And I just want to let everyone know, like, it happens to everyone. I was just really down for probably like, it was about, it felt like like four or five days. And as I said, I'm feeling a little bit better now, like maybe like 60% better. I'll still have a couple moments, but I was just like, I was just down and out. And, you know, as much as I do love social media and I've made so many really, really amazing friends through it, it is very easy to compare on there. It is very, very easy to fall down that hole. And usually that's not somewhere I go into. Like usually I'm pretty good at not comparing myself. Like I I feel like I'm pretty solid in that way, which is why I get so much enjoyment out of social media. But something about this week, it just hit me, you know, and then same thing as I always say, like collaborate, not compete or community, not competition, which is why I really make a point to connect with other fellow dog podcasters. You know, sometimes it's hard. You know, damn, that doesn't mean you don't have to work at it sometimes. So I just wanted to tell you guys what's been running through my head lately, keep you guys in the loop, and then also hopefully validate anyone else who is maybe feeling the same or having a a mental health moment as well. So always, always reach out to me if you ever need anything. My DMs are open. And on that note, big thank you to the people that I did reach out to. You know, big thank you to those who I messaged them or called them and they answered and helped me even though maybe they were going through their own stuff. Another thing that really helped me kind of get out of this funk is actually editing this episode. Y'all know I hate editing. And of course, I left it to the last minute as per usual. But, you know, it was just so awesome to listen back through this episode with Ashley. And we reflected on the fact that we had just met each other virtually. We haven't even met each other in person, but just met each other this time last year, the first interview. And then now we're friends. And it just, I feel like that's so amazing. And it was something I was able to reflect on really is just how many friends I've gained through this podcast. So even though sometimes I, you know, was in that comparison spiral of not being where I wanted to be success-wise or follower-wise, the amount of connections I've made with people through this is just, it was something that I kind of realized as I was editing this episode. And it just made me really, really happy. So so thank you so much for listening every week. I'll, you know what? It's not even Thanksgiving yet. I will tell you how much I love you next week. Let me end this diatribe and we will get into this episode. So as I said, it's Adopt a Senior Pet Month and who better to bring on than Ashley, the owner of two hound dogs living in New York City. One is Jonathan, who she's had for over a year now. And then the other is Ike. So Ike, she just adopted about four months ago, and he is a senior plot hound. He is almost 11 years old. And Ashley tells us in this part one all about his adoption story. So basically, what led her to decide to bring him home, how his transition has been into the home. And then part two next week is all about kind of the emotional, financial ramifications and thought processes that she had to go through in order to adopt a senior dog. All right. Well, I hope you enjoy. Let's get into it. 
So, Ashley, welcome back to the With a Dog podcast. Hi. Three, third time's a charm. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're so witty. <laughs> yeah, three-time returner. And just in case people have not heard your previous episodes, can you briefly introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah, And your dogs, of course. And funny enough, I got like a little Instagram like looking back one of those things like this this time of year one year ago and it was like my first episode of the dog podcast it was like yes it was just like a couple weeks ago I was thinking about that too and I, re- I remember I was so excited like I was I, I was like we have to get this girl on I was oh like when I was talking to Izzy I was like we got to get her on she's so amazing she does such cool drawings and like graphic design stuff and and then now look at us wow. we like text each other I feel like this is like a celebrity <laughs> moment oh my gosh I'm honored I mean I was like freaked out the whole time I was like what is happening what is my life so hopefully now I'm a lot more um relax now you're used to the the celebrity that that is jonathan jo- yeah, now you're jonathan just like is. i'm used to the attention and talking about my dogs constantly he's used to it that's for sure yeah he's like modeling now right uh, yeah he um i guess he's been like a model for a few a full year now he um he just had a little campaign launch for a wild one that fancy super cute leash brand so yeah <laughs> Catch him on He's your so Instagram fancy. feed. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Catch his face in Target. It's literally yeah. in Target. <laughs> I mean, goals. Your son is in Target. Like, your son is modeling at Target. Um, okay, I interrupted you. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. That's right. All right. Um, my name is Ashley. I am a graphic designer and illustrator. And most importantly, I am living in New York and you can hear the sounds <laughs> all the horns most importantly I am the mother to Jonathan he is a three-year-old American Foxhound Trainwalker Coonhound mix um, he's my little muse he's my source of inspiration on my Instagram account Jonathan's Journal where I illustrate and write about his life and his daily adventures um, but recently things got much more exciting because I also became a dog mom to a senior plot hound named Isaiah. That's his government name. (laughs) 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 But we call him Ike. Um, It suits him very well. Wait, is Ike the nickname for Isaiah? Is that? Oh, I I just never knew that. short for like Isaiah White. So like Dwight Eisenhower, they always said like, I like Ike. That was his campaign. One of the posts that I introduced Ike on, I did like a Dwight Eisenhower pin, but I put Ike's face on it. And Ike is also short, can be short for Isaac. So okay. usually when I run into like old people on the street and they ask me about my dog, they're like, oh, like Ike Eisenhower. I'm like, yeah, even though his, his government name is uh, Isaiah, but. <laughs> Isaiah. His government name. I love that. So that's like, well, it's on his rabies certificate. Yeah. Yeah. That was okay. his name in the rescue. and. Okay, so you were a mom to two hound dogs then. Yes. The, this is and my first episode uh, since I, I got him. So this is new. <laughs> yes. Double. Well, yeah, we both now have two hound dogs. Yay. 
like a younger friendly one and then like the older ones that are like I live my life and grumpy yeah (laughs) (laughs) so okay well before we get into adopting Ike and two dog life um how are you like what's up what what's going on in life like how how are how is Ashley the dog mom I feel like just my entire life is dogs it's just like I, I don't get to, to, now that I have two dogs, I don't get to like have any time, but. <laughs> okay, thank you. I feel like that's something, that's a whole nother episode of like having two dogs is, it's harder in some ways and then easier in other ways, yeah. but like mainly harder. Yeah, mostly in like, now I can't just like pawn Jonathan off with the dog dad. Now we all have to mm-hmm. go on walks. <laughs> exactly. Like you were always busy. It's more time consuming. For sure, I feel like. Because it's just like, especially if they have separate walk times or potty times or anything like that, if they're not like perfectly aligned with everything, then it's a lot. Yeah, but um, not much is different from that. I feel like just my entire life is dogs. My full-time job involves dogs and also cats. My side hustle does, my my personal life. But I mean, you can't complain, right? <laughs> Living the dream. (laughs) You know, it's just like dogs 24-7. So uh, I hope I don't get tired of it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I chose this life. (laughs) Hope it's okay. I mean, look at my shrine. I'm like, this is is my life. This is my life now. It's fine. The wall of Jonathan. Do you have have paintings and like pillows and stuff of Ike now? I just got one from uh fur mama studio oh she's so good she's so good i had a jonathan one so i just got an ike one done and it was like his first oh actually it wasn't his first portrait he when he was adoptable this oil painting artist she's like a fine artist classically trained beautiful work she just like randomly painted him and like auctioned off this oil painting of him and i like found it after I adopted him, because she tagged um, mm-hmm. his rescue in it. And I was like, looking through, you know, photos, trying to see yeah, yeah. more photos of him. And I found that and I will like cherish it forever. I don't have like, I wish she did like, <laughs> she could like pr- print me a copy of it or something. But some random person bought it and has like a painting of Ike in their house. <gasps> this like beautiful oil paintings. I would be like, so honored if someone just like drew art of my dog, but then also I'd be extremely jealous knowing that it's hanging in someone else's. I know. House. And the person literally like so the artist, when I like reached out to her, she's like, Oh, and she posted about it and she's like, I'm so happy this dog got adopted. And then the person that bought the painting like messaged me and was like, Yeah, I have a picture of your dog hanging in my house. <laughs> I was like, I'm so jealous. I'm like, should I offer to buy it? <laughs> like off of her. Yeah, maybe that's what they were thinking. I wonder if it's like super expensive. It was like $500 originally, which for mm. a pretty large oil painting, not bad. It's big too. Yeah, it was pretty big. Like, I don't remember. I think it was at least like 12 by 16. So it's like. Yeah, that's solid. So, okay. I mean, <laughs> maybe I should reach out again. Maybe it's like Christmas present for Ashley. <laughs> yeah, for myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the Ike art collection is starting. It's slowly starting. Okay. Okay. Because I do remember in our first interview this time last year, you were like, you had the shrine going already (laughs) of Jonathan. 
And I think you had only you had only had him like not even a year yet, I think, at that time. Yeah. But the shrine was was strong. Oh, it was so immediate. I'm like, I'm yeah. yeah. Okay, so you are what's happening? You are all dog all the time, and having two dogs is a bit more complicated than one. That's good. That's a good life update. Well, what else is like in non-dog world? As you said, there's not much. Are you like watching anything? Reading anything? Um, I have so many books that I started and then I stopped because I got a second dog. <laughs> so many shows I started <laughs> and I stopped. I, I, but I still um deep in like trash reality TV. I know it's so okay. I, I okay. hate to come public about this, but I just love trash reality television like The Bachelor. So. <laughs> okay. The Bachelor, I can't get into, but I feel like I need to. What else? Okay. So Bachelor. 90 Day Fiance. Like- <laughs> oh, dang. Good for you. Okay. Wait, do you watch Below Deck ever? Mm, I haven't, but it sounds right up my alley. I really should start. I I didn't. I haven't watched it in a while, but... Like, so I don't, like, keep up with it. I just, like, watch, like, whatever rerun is on. But it is the best drama. And it's just, it's so good. That and Love Island are my two. Why am I not watching Love Island? I feel so stupid. Like, it's just such a clear choice for me. (laughs) Yes! Oh, my gosh! Love Island! So good. So good. The reason I watch such bad television, I mean, first, I, I struggle with finishing television shows so like things with like thick plots i just like i can't do but like when i can't like watch tv without like drawing or something drawing or like writing or Mm. that sort of thing so i had to put something like stupid on (laughs) that that won't distract me from what i'm doing because i'm basically just like continuing to do my work and i don't have the mental capacity for anything more intelligent than 90 day fiance (laughs) I feel like that's so good. Everyone needs like a a simple TV show that you can do other things during. Yes. That's solid. All right. So um, hot take. Ashley's TV recommendation is 90 Day Fiance. I'm so sorry. I know you guys ex- expected more from me. <laughs> you Okay. You do a lot. Okay. You have two dogs now. So life is hard. Um, <laughs> let's, let's... So... One of the main reasons I wanted to have you on is to talk about specifically about Ike and adopting him because it is Adopt a Senior Pet Month. And I think I I have not adopted a senior dog or anything like that, but I have a senior now with Lupin. And I feel like that there's a whole other world of kind of like dog ownership and enjoy or like dog parenting and enjoyment that I've been getting out of like the senior dog life. And so I think it's really important for everyone to if they're looking to adopt to at least look into potentially adopting a senior. And since you have personal experience with that, I think offering your advice would be great. So let's first start off with Ike's adoption story how he came into your life, how you made that decision. Yeah. I saw his picture on Instagram and the rest is history. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I won it. I got it. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, not the whole story, but uh, I mean, that's pretty much the gist of it. <laughs> um, um, I, 
come across a lot of adoptable dogs in my life, especially since my Instagram feed is just like inundated with them. And I'm always trying to like share them, especially hounds. I do my best to just share as many adoptable hounds as I possibly can. Um, so were you, so were you actively looking? No. Or you just came across? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So you just came across. You know what? Funny enough though, it's interesting how things can kind of fall into place because for a little while I was trying to get into fostering. This mm. is this is like a exclusive here. I've I forgot to tell people about this. <laughs> um, so I had been like, you know, Jonathan at this point he's kind of in like autopilot, and um, I for some reason I just kept thinking about it. I'm like, okay, I think we have the capacity. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course, I'm always like, I want another dog. I want another dog. But I at this point you know we're still working from home and I'm like I feel like we have the capacity to like foster I'm constantly seeing things about organizations seeing fosters like I feel like we could do it and every time we tried to to do it it fell through in some sort of way so like Mm. earlier actually was um around Memorial Day um a local rescue put out a post that was like we need temporary fosters for memorial day weekend and that's my birthday and i was like well i'll be here i'm not doing anything like oh uh, <laughs> hey uh dog dad for my birthday can we foster a dog <laughs> but, and we went through the whole process and we got approved to like foster for the weekend and then the dog got adopted the day before we were supposed to pick him up. Oh, it's like exciting, but also like a bummer. Super bittersweet. And the one we were supposed to foster was actually a puppy. So I was like kind of freaking out. They were like, we only need a foster for this puppy. Can you handle that? And I was like, I've, I can't tell you the last time I had to deal with like a puppy, but I was like, sure. <laughs> and so that fell through and I was like really sad about it. And then we, um, I kept seeing posts about like dogs that specific dogs that like needed a foster. And I would like reach out and be like, we can take them. And then they'd be like, don't worry. Yeah. And then they're like, never mind. Like we found someone. And like that just kept happening. It happened like two or three times. Um, Mm. So it was, you know, thinking back now, I'm like, oh, it wasn't working out because I was meant to adopt Ike. Oh, yeah. Um, so I kind of had it like on my mind, but I wasn't really thinking about adopting because we didn't have plans to adopt another dog for like a few years. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I constantly think about one of your episodes that was like talking about when you adopted Alvy. Oh, yeah. It was like, so you want to get a second dog? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That was thinking about that so much because I never really thought about like, um timing it you know like jonathan was only two at the time he just turned three and i'm like would that be like too much and you know we don't really have much space (laughs) and um i mean clearly i just threw that that whole concept out the window of not having enough space but (laughs) (laughs) but we um weren't really planning to get a second dog for a while but we knew we wanted one i'd said my first date with the dog dad <laughs> like I was like yeah. I want two dogs <laughs> <laughs> and he's like okay cool I asked if you wanted an appetizer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was he was here for it he was into it <laughs> yeah 
And I also was always saying that like, okay, I technically picked Jonathan means he can pick the second dog. You know, he, Mm. he's not actually a hound person. He had like the wolf dogs growing up. He had like huskies and Samoids. Okay. We have one of the Samoids, his picture right up there. Oh. And so I'm like, okay, like he'll get to pick the second dog. And that's what I always told him. And that's what, like, when people would ask me, like, are you getting a second dog soon? I'm like, no, like, Corey's going to pick it. And apparently everyone else knew that was a lie, except for me. <laughs> I had fully convinced myself that this that's how it was going to work. And literally, like, my parents, my friends, the guy at the pet store, my coworkers were all like, oh, yeah, like, we knew you would see a dog and fall in love with it and force Corey to bring it home. And that's exactly what yeah. happened. <laughs> but Corey, Corey probably knew it, too. So he fine. knew it, too. He's like, yeah, yeah I knew. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, why did everyone know except me? Um, so that's basically what happened. I sent him, I saw Ike on Instagram through his rescue, um, which is Social Tees Animal Rescue New York City. And he just like, like I said, I share a lot of adoptable dogs, but he like really stopped me in my tracks. <laughs> I, it was like love at first sight. And I like, Social Tees has like pretty long captions which is great because they do go in detail about the dog. They're, you know, they're not sugarcoating things. And I was yeah. reading it and it was like, you know, this this old man, like, is shockingly well-adjusted for New York City. Like, talking about, like, how great he's doing and how, like, nothing really phases him. And, like, were the words that described him. They said resilient. He was resilient, grateful, and something else along the lines of being like the sweetest dog ever what a resume like adding all those the adjectives detail oriented yeah. unflappable <laughs> yeah literally and then there of course there were like the pictures of him and he's like super skinny and i just want to cry and then there was a video of him um greeting like a little chihuahua on the street and he was like so sweet and gentle and he reminded me like his mannerisms reminded me so much of jonathan and i was like well, shit, he's Jonathan in a senior dog form. I need to go get him. <laughs> yes. And, um, you know, wasn't really prepared for a second dog. But when I like could not stop thinking about him, I was like, it was like a full week. And I was like losing sleep over this dog, like checking if he was adopted yet or not. That's oh, gosh, that feeling. I did that with Lupin yeah. like back way back in the day. And it was like a constant yeah, like, has he been taken? Oh, no. And it's like panic of like, but it's like, should I do it? I know. So, yeah, that's when you know. It's a sign for real. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I would frequently send m- my partner adoptable dogs. And this time I like, I was like, did you see that senior plot hound I sent you? And he's like, yeah, you always send me dogs. But like, then you know, like never put it in an application or anything. And I was like, you mean to tell me I had the go ahead to get a second dog? <laughs> This whole time, <laughs> I was like, "Are you kidding me? I could have had like five dogs by now." So I immediately yeah. filled out the application. <laughs> um, and I I don't remember if I talked about like Jonathan's adoption story here, but I have talked about it on Instagram how it was like very long yeah. and torturous. Yeah. Okay, that was gonna be my next question. Like, how did you get approved quickly and all that? Because that was a 
it was long for Jonathan. I remember that story. It was so long. It was torture. Ike, um, by the time I applied for him and we brought him home was um, a week. (laughs) But it was like, it was so quick. It happened so quickly because we were going on, this was like end of July and we were going on vacation to visit my grandparents in August. So I put in the application thinking it wouldn't be for like a month. I'll be like, okay, we'll go on vacation. We'll come back. And like prepare, and then we'll like have the dog. They got back to me within a week. We, we, <laughs> we wow, had a dog, and we took him on vacation, which I normally wouldn't recommend, but he did all right. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, just something about Ike. Um, oh, he just came in. Hi, bud. He heard. He heard his name. You might hear him grunting. He grunts a lot. Um. <laughs> That's okay. He's an old man. He can make his his sounds. His creaky bones. It was kind of like the same feeling. I've also talked about how I found my parrot's dog on Instagram. Um, I saw a mm-hmm. post about her and I like, she kind of like stopped me in my tracks and I read her description and I was like, that's my parents and I convinced them to adopt this dog. It was like the same exact feeling. So that's how I knew it was going to like work out because I was like, okay, like I'm feeling very confident. Like this is our dog. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it was their typical, like, turnaround time um, with, you know, the adoption process or they were all, they frankly probably could have been really excited that this dog that was frankly very, quote unquote, unadoptable, a senior mm-hmm. and a hound, like both in their own rights have very difficult issues getting adopted in New York City, both hounds and then seniors in general. Um, yeah larger dogs all of that yeah gosh he had all the stack like all the odds stacked against him so they were probably just like super excited that he had interest and they just wanted to get him um get him a home so um we adopted ike on july 23rd 2021 and he's we're coming up on uh four months with him Oh my goodness. Okay. This is the perfect timing then to talk to you because I really do feel like it takes like three or four months for a dog to like actually settle into the home. For real. Yeah. And for you to feel like settled with them there too. Yeah. And I I definitely think he knows he's home now. There was a period of time, I mean, for a long time, he's just confused. Um, overwhelmed he would just like stand in the corner with his tail between his legs like all day and switch between that and like laying in his crate um he loves his crate by the way we're like i'm fairly certain i'm like 90 percent sure he um was a outdoor dog he was out in a kennel um Mm -hmm. because he's had a bunch of like different behaviors that can lead to that including the fact that he like took to a crate so quickly and just like spends all his time in there he feels safe and comfortable so i think he was in a kennel and also he peed in the house a lot so uh (laughs) he thought the house was his kennel (laughs) oh my god that's what i think it's so funny how you can kind of try to like glean information about their past by their current behaviors like i think albie was a at least part outdoor or like spent all day outdoor or something like that because he only for a longest time he would only drink water from an outdoor bowl oh yeah so we just had like a bowl just outside for him but yeah and so it's like i think it's just so funny that you can kind of like 
think about things like, oh, I think I think I know what happened in your previous life. But don't worry. Now you have a bed and a couch and another bed and (laughs) 10 different treats. Yes. So you know me, I love to track down dogs like history, like I tracked down Jonathan's (laughs) like entire life, basically. Um, Got quote unquote lucky. And Ike was quote unquote lucky as well. Um, He was an owner surrender. He wasn't just like dumped in the woods like most hounds. Um, Mm -hmm. So we had like his paperwork from shelter intake, a fairly accurate birthday. And yeah, at least we think um, there was literally like paperwork. It said like, so it had his birthday as like December 2011 or whatever. And like vet work underneath that was like, okay, his eyes and like his teeth align with what the owner said was his birthday. And I was like, okay, so that like he literally got chopped off. So how old is he then? He will be 11, allegedly, okay. in December. So he's over 10 and a half. Um, so I reached out to that, like, original shelter. I was just like, hey, like, tell me more about this dog. And they were like, they told me um, some hunter came, dropped him off, and said, um, in quotes, he was too old to keep up with the rest of the pack. Oh. Hi forever. Um, I mean... <sighs> thankful that that guy had the decency to drop him off at the shelter as many hunting dogs are not as light as lucky but um mm-hmm. it's still so sad <laughs> so he was surrendered in april yeah. he hasn't even been out of his old home for a year so he had a pretty quick um turnaround transition yeah Okay, so he's almost 11. Oh, my God. I, well, and that's another thing to note probably about adopting a senior dog, especially from like a rescue or shelter. That That's one of the benefits is that you pr- – I feel like most of them probably were an owner surrender or have some kind of history. Because if they got to that age yeah. and then are in the shelter, it's either – that they were found as a stray, which is, you know, always an option. Kind of like there's usually in my experience, working at shelters and stuff, there's usually you have some kind of history for the dog at that point in their life. That's yeah, so true. Which is a benefit because a lot of times you don't have anything like Albie, we have nothing, which which is fine. Like he's he's good. But there's like, you know, you're kind of like play the guesswork game. Um, okay, so you adopt Ike, you research the heck, you go all FBI. <laughs> on his his history, which is great. Um, Okay, on that note, though, I feel like you could make a job out of finding (laughs) dogs for people. Like, you you get this feeling like you found your parents' dog and stuff. Find me my third hound, Ashley, please. All right. It's in my head now. You'll probably get it in uh, two to three months. I'll find (laughs) it. Okay, just keep sending them to me. I keep looking. We do We do not need a third dog whatsoever. Like, I shouldn't even be putting that out into the world because then it will probably happen and then we'll be really just, like, overwhelmed. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I still think about it a lot. I'm just like, oh. I should do that. I should more. be like a – I think there is a person in New York City. She's called the Dog Matchmaker. You should get her on. <laughs> I should. Dog Matchmaker. Yeah. And and you could like also do the FBI side of it of like finding their history. You could like partner with 
embark <gasps> or something and, and literally like stalk like figure out this dog's entire history while also like using their genetic history all right now that you mentioned embark i'm like all in like i'm gonna put in my resignation tomorrow just kidding like, i love my job but embark i can make this happen yeah to be like a liaison yeah um, okay, so Ike is settled into the home. It's been almost four months. How was his transition into New York City, being a brother to Jonathan, apartment life, all of the things? Yeah. So funny enough, when I like saw his post and we were doing like virtual calls with like his foster parents and stuff, everything they were saying, I was like, oh, that sounds exactly like Jonathan. Is This is going to be like, a Jonathan copy like we're going to be dealing with you know just the typical adjusting to the city we're going to be dealing with like leash stuff and you know we we've, we've done all this before like easy peasy and then Ike was just like psych <laughs> he totally tricked us um he has more energy than Jonathan first of all he could run circles around him he could walk for like he could go on a walk any time of day he could walk for miles and never get tired i took him on a two and a half three hour walk once and he was still like full speed the whole time good for him i yeah he um has insane prey drive and jonathan who has Mm -hmm. absolutely none um it was also a a difficult adjustment because he um definitely does not like cats Ike doesn't like cats, so, like, there's a lot of uh, feral cats in our neighborhood, so, like, ringing him in. okay. Um, Yeah. But by far, like, the hardest part um, was getting him to learn how to coexist with humans. Um, Mm. We actually, like, called our trainer and had her just, like, sit and talk with us for, like, an hour about this because we couldn't, like, get him to just, like, acknowledge that we were here you know like most dogs yeah. i mean so like you get a senior and one thing that people will say a lot about seniors is like oh they're so chill they just sleep all day and then there's like like running around in circles <laughs> <laughs> and like usually they already know like a bunch of stuff you know like you don't really have to train them because like they were an owner surrender they already trained but ike was like feral he spent his whole life spent a decade out in a kennel and the only like he would only interact with his pack all day he'd only interact with other dogs so he did great with other dogs he knew how to communicate and coexist with other dogs which was why you know him and jonathan got along so perfectly but the only time he would interact with a human was when his hunter would come to just pull him out of the kennel and go hunting so Mm -hmm. he really only associated humans with having to work and hunt. So okay. all day he would just like, I mean, he still does this. We're, we're still working on it. Um, he'd just like stand there and stare at us and wait for us to like take him out to work. He's like, okay, the humans are here. It's work time. Like, what do I do? And yeah, you no, know, we'd try to like talk to him and see if he would like look at us, respond. It was just like nothing. Like, most dogs are like, look at you, wag your tail. It was mm-hmm. just, like, blank. Like, he had no idea how to interact with humans. Um, yeah. So we literally, 
like all the other stuff, like, you know, he's kind of wild on leash sometimes. I'm like, okay, we, we can handle that. Even though it's like a little harder than not, not really harder. It was like different. Um, he has a very different walking style than Jonathan, but like, it's still adjust. We can, mm-hmm. you know, take our experience and see what we learned from Jonathan deal with that. But we had to like call our trainer about this, like relationship building. Cause we were like, we like, he just has, he doesn't respond to us. He has no idea. Like, that yeah. humans are like here to help him here to like bond with him. He just like nothing. And also he is not very um, food motivated. Shocking from a hell. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, you know, our trainer, we're like, how do we get him to like us if we try to hand him food and he just looks at it and walks away, you know? Um, so yeah. That was like by far the hardest part. Um, and the fact that, like that playing into that he didn't know anything no like training didn't know how to sit um Mm -hmm. didn't know his name i mean i definitely i don't think he had a name honestly like he was isaiah in his records but i think the shelter just gave him that name he probably just had a a, like hey you (laughs) yeah number yeah it's so interesting when you adopt a dog and you're looking to create that bond with them and they aren't able to even, like, make that connection of, like, coexisting and, like, being, you know, like, hanging out in the home and stuff because he never had that. What you're saying, a lot of this is so reminiscent of when I first got Lupin. But the difference is, like, he at that time was, like, you know, three or four years old. And so I knew that we had many years ahead of us to, like hopefully build this relationship and that's different than ike i mean i'm not gonna say that he doesn't have many years ahead of him because he does but like but do you feel like more of a sense of urgency to like create that bond with him because he is older at all or are you just like you do you bro i i feel like my partner was had more of an urgency he was very like stressed and overwhelmed about it he's like i don't understand why this dog won't like even look at me um mm-hmm. me i was kind of more like like yeah i'm happy like letting him do his thing but should i like actively work on this and i even texted our trainer and was like okay can you answer this question for me the lifelong question can you teach an old dog new tricks and she immediately was yeah. like yeah <laughs> yeah um <laughs> I was like, I was like, is this even worth like trying to figure out? Because I know he's like super set in his ways. Plus, like the hound stubbornness. Like, like, do we even try? And she, she really felt like um, it was worth it. And I mean, I'm I'm glad she did because we've come a long way. Um, and also, yeah. you can teach an old dog new tricks. Ike has learned how <laughs> to sit and shake. Uh, within I oh. think it hit month two he we taught him how to sit and shake and he does it now look at ike good for him that's the cutest he's so smart i know he's so incredibly smart he definitely um has the brains unlike jonathan jonathan's just like a little marble rolling around (laughs) (laughs) he's pretty though he's pretty he's got his looks uh he's literally like He's literally like the uh, like football jock, like model, like nothing going on in the head, but at least he's pretty. <laughs> but Ike is like so incredibly smart. And his foster mom even told me that she's like, 
she's like he doesn't know anything but like you can tell he wants to learn like he wants to try and he just like wants to please even though he doesn't know why and like oh and now i'm seeing and i'm like oh my gosh he's like he's so incredibly smart he's picked up on things very well um and a lot of it has just been like passive training and hasn't really been active because he's so hard to train especially since he isn't food motivated um yeah but he's just like picked up on things just by like repetition and um yeah patterns and i'm just so proud of him he's such a good boy i bet all of those little things like just little things of like taking him out on a walk putting a little raincoat on him like the harness the here's your treat that like all of those kind of things i bet are making such a big difference in creating that bond and getting him used to like even though it's not something you're actively doing it's just something that you need to do just to have him like function yeah in your life like i i bet all of those things still make like such a huge difference even though it's not like this active like bond building exercise or anything i really think they do um i will always say that like hounds i mean of course you kind of have to take a different approach with training them but i'm convinced like you could be making like zero progress for the longest time and then one day all of it will just like click at once and that's exactly what happened with ike it was like month two Mm -hmm. in but all within like the same week he started to come when we called his name. He started to look at us when we said his name. He started, He sat. He learned to shake a couple weeks later. It was just like all at once. And like, I'm convinced it was just like keeping the schedule, keeping the routine, forcing him. I say force, but like, <laughs> like making him do little things like, okay, after we come in from a walk, you walk right to your bed and sit so we can clean your mm-hmm. paws. And like, he's picked up on that. He started doing it on his own. Like, like he's so smart for like <laughs> he is so smart what a good boy my dogs are like idiots they're still like race into the house and like bounce around in the kitchen until i yell at them <laughs> and then they're like oh sorry and come back and now i'm like it's pointless the mud's <laughs> gone now it's on the rug now <laughs> it's so good you're such a good mom Oh. Like, oh mom wants us to wipe our paws off <laughs> i'm not gonna lie it's been very like I mean, I, I'm much more patient with the dogs, especially because I just, I know how hounds are and I know it'll be like extra difficult, but it was very stressful. And my partner, he was like, said to our trainer, he's like, I don't know what to do. And okay, well, that was going to be my question was about dog dad, like, because I feel like, as you said, you're like, I am dog mom. Like my <laughs> life is dog everything. <laughs> and so you're like indoctrinated, excuse the, <laughs> the pun. <laughs> like into this lifestyle, but for the the layman, you know, for the the regular person, <laughs> I mean, obviously dog dads are, you know, very capable. Dog dads and, matter too. <laughs> yes, dog dads matter too. Like, for me, like, I've always worked in the dog world. And even though I know that Mike is, like, extremely knowledgeable about everything, especially for years and years of us now having, like, two dogs and everything that we've done with Lupin. But, like, I feel like if I was, like, let's adopt a senior dog, he would have a lot of, you know, just like, oh, my God, a senior. What is the care going to be like? What is the, like, like, but, oh, my God, you know, we won't have them for as long. Like, what is the emotional toll of that? Like, things like that. So how was he with that decision? Or I guess, like, how was both of you with that? Him? 
I actually... You're like, I don't know. I haven't asked. I haven't asked. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, he's fine. Am I a bad partner? <laughs> no. He knew. He knew what you were getting into. He saw the shrine of Jonathan and he's like, all right. He knew. I feel like at this point he's just like, she's just going to do whatever she wants anyway. And she, she's, yeah. she, she'll figure it out. She'll figure out her own feelings. <laughs> Corey, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he's probably honestly more worried about me because I'm like the super emotional one. And I just cry about dogs mm-hmm. all day long. Um, <laughs> but so I guess this is kind of like a good intro into like why, how I like emotionally got ready to adopt yes. a senior dog. And that's where we're going to end it, guys. So this was the end of part one of Ashley's interview. We will pick it up next week talking about how she emotionally and financially prepared for adopting a senior dog. You can find Ashley at jonathans.journal on Instagram and her website is jonathansjournal.dog. So jonathansjournal.dog. All of the links are in the show notes as well. You can find the podcast at With a Dog Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, And before you close out of the app, don't forget to leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts to support Old Dog Haven and Adopt a Senior Pet Month. All right, we'll see you next week. All content on the With a Dog podcast is for informational and comedic purposes only. It should not replace professional advice, treatment, or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer, or behaviorist.